I cannot believe it's already been about a year since this case came to somewhat of a closure. Her name was Willon Jane Doe. And on September 15, 2021, a name was finally assigned to her. We will be discussing the mysterious disappearance and death of Margaret Federoff. Since Margaret has now been identified, I will no longer be referring to her as Willon Jane Doe. This is Margaret's story. Margaret's story starts in 1975. She lived in a location known as Alexandria, Virginia. I had read conflicting reports that she may have run away from the Hayfield Secondary School, or her brother stated in an interview with ABC WCVB5 that she ran away from her home. According to him, the family never knew why or where she went, nor did they even get any kind of contact from her. Her whereabouts were certainly a mystery until September 12, 1976, when her body was found on the 5600 Dogwood Road in Woodlawn, Maryland. She quickly became known as Willon Jane Doe for 45 years. Margaret went missing in Virginia. She was found in Maryland, and on her body there were signs that showed that she could have been in New York and or even the Boston area. We have so many lingering questions, such as where did she go? What did she do for, a near, for nearly a year? And I think possibly the most important, who was she with? So many questions and not a lot of answers. One part of the story that we know for sure is the discovery of her body in Woodlawn, Maryland. So let's focus on the day her body was discovered. On September 12, 1976, approximately between 9.20 and 10.20 a.m., there were several witnesses that recall seeing a Ford Ecoline van. Now, I have to admit in my research, there were several places that noted different colors of this van. It was either white or light blue. But it was definitely on Dogwood Road, and it was close to an access road to the Lorraine Cemetery. They noted that it was unusual, but they kept on driving. I have to admit, we have all done what they did. I think many of us would just take a mental note and keep moving. Even like back in 1976, people have places to be and, you know, work, appointments. But I am grateful at least some people did note it. And, you know, even unfortunately, they just kept moving. They did make note of it. Shortly thereafter, her body was discovered. I have to admit, during my research, I never did find out exactly how her body was found and by whom. I mean, I searched high and low. I mean, I never saw it personally. I'm not sure if it's out there even, but I mean, if anyone knows, let me know. I mean, I don't mind being corrected and it's part of her story and I would love to just put the information out there. Now Margaret's official cause of death was known as ligature strangulation 
asphyxia due to a piece of grassy bag in her throat and her manner of death was homicide. Margaret was also viciously raped, so badly that she bled through her clothing. That is like so upsetting. Her body also contained a drug by the name Corpromizing, which can be used to treat mental illness or can be used as a sedative. It is believed that she did not die where her body was located. And unfortunately, it was just her dumping spot. Now the physical evidence left at the scene. White female, brown hair, about 5'9", 160 pounds, olive-colored skin, and she also had a widow's peak. Clothing, tan yellow jeans, white and tan shirt, white bra, distinctive knee-high socks with multicolored stripes. She also had moccasins, which, which were described to be light tan in color with twine laces with a rubber sole. This item was found nearby, but there was only one which, you know, could lean towards was the other one a trophy. It was also noted that her body was wrapped in a white sheet that looked like one that came from a medical facility. I mean, that's kind of interesting, too, because if you know, like, the Baltimore area, I mean, in that area, I mean, you go maybe half an hour, there's at least five to six, I mean, hospitals and facilities. I mean, can Margaret just been picked up and dropped off into one of those facilities? Um... You know, you know, back then, it, you know, it wasn't like today, you know, it's like so many cases I've just researched, you know, they throw people into places and they, you know, he's saying it, forget about you. But I'm wondering, maybe she was like picked up, you know, and then dumped and unfortunately got mixed up with somebody that did these awful dreaded things to a teenager. Now, her body did contain a crude tattoo, and that was quote, unquote. Um, I did look up crude because I didn't understand the definition, but it kind of means the beginning of a tattoo. Now, this tattoo was on her upper right arm near her shoulder. The tattoo contained initials which investigators say were either JP, JS, JD, JB, SP, SS, SD, or SB. She also had a one and a half inch scar on her left thigh. Though there are reports that could have been on her right thigh. So we do definitely know there was at least a scar somewhere on her body. Margaret also had a piece of jewelry on her which consisted of a turquoise colored stone with a rawhide string necklace. She also had two keys on a safety pin. They believe one key was for a house and the other a night latch. One key had numbers on it, DB09212, and was made in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Of course, the question is, where are these doors that these keys belong to? Could they be nearby or 
in Massachusetts. Now the following part to me is so creepy. She had two bandanas as well as a bag for grassies over her face. The bandanas were described as blue and white as well as orange and white. The second bandana was noted to have holes cut into them that would fit her eyes and nose. Whew, that's like really creepy. It's like somebody wanted them to see something. Um, ugh, I could just imagine. And obviously she had the grazzi bag over her face, which leads to, you know, leads me to believe that they really want her, her to suffer. I mean, I could just imagine, you know, not being able to breathe. Sometimes, you know, you, you look at some of these, these stories and these, these reports and, you know, it's heartbreaking of how some of these people had to pass away. Sometimes it just kind of leaves you speechless, to be honest. Now, the grassy bag were noted to be from the, quote, Farm Bureau Association of Grassy, Lexington, Mass., end quote. The officials did look into this grassy bag. They found out that these bags of seeds were connected to a factory in Buffalo, New York. These bags of seeds were sold exclusively in the Massachusetts area. It was interesting to note that the production of this bag was halted years prior to the murder. So um, I'm wondering if this was just sitting around somewhere and someone obviously just picked it up and used it. Her hands were also bound behind her back with a quote-unquote bandage, and they were noticeably high-quality knots. There were also some signs that she could have been in the Boston or New York area. There were signs of cedar and hemlock pollen on some of the items that were with her. This type of pollen is mainly located in Harvard University and the New York Botanical Garden. The tattoos that were on her body really led to no information. They thought maybe at first it could lead them to a missing Hispanic young lady. But as far as I could tell, that lead led to nothing. So hopefully, maybe, you know, that case has gotten solved. And, um, you know, if not, I'm thinking of looking into that case as well. On September 15, 2021, with the latest technology in DNA testing, several organizations worked together and they were finally able to identify Margaret. We currently have half the puzzle solved. We were finally able to put a name to a beautiful young lady. Now we just need the other half. Where did she go? What did she do for nearly a year? And who was she with? I have to say the usual rest in peace. I mean, I want to say the usual rest in peace, Margaret. But I feel even 47 years later, her story is not fully quite over yet. In closing, I want to share what her brother Edward said in that interview. In my eyes, she never grew up. I truly believe his words and feel the same. Margaret, you are not forgotten.